Hello again, my friends, and you are my friends, and welcome to your Monday Night Talking Town Extra Time show. Apologies for running late. Obviously, if for those that perhaps watched me, for those that didn't watch me, I was uh, live on a, another show for half an hour this evening, the SAL Weekly Roundup. You can find that on the Trimley Red Devils YouTube page. Uh, that was half an hour of looking at the local football scene, the results, and all the action from the SIL. So, of course, I paused the press conference and I've just had it on two times speed and I've caught up and I'm now live with you my friends and I'm looking forward to the next 40 to 60 minutes where we have got an absolute jam-packed show for you the chat is already so busy that I, I can't even get to the top of the page uh to, to, to welcome people in so welcome Matt welcome Lloyd welcome Jeremy uh Jason loads of you get active in the chat get your thoughts known we've got the fan forum what did you hear tonight that really got you excited for the future of the football club just put my phone on mute how unprofessional you wouldn't get that on uh um so maybe just put uh that on mute thank you very much done so back in the room here we go uh let me know what you saw heard at the fan forum that really got you excited perhaps what you didn't see see or hear were there any bottle top questions this year i didn't hear one that doesn't mean that wasn't you know slipped in there when it was two times speed. So let me know the best questions uh, and the best answers and all of that. Richard Channel, is this like one of them rest watches when they can't work out how much time has been wasted? No, it wasn't. I just completely lost track of it while I was watching. Um, Louis, Budgie in the room, welcome. So tonight's plan is, as I say, the press conference reaction. We, of course, will look at... Acker and Stanley. Stephen will be joining us. Maverick, hopefully, and various others. Blaze Dog, great fans for him. Town in safe hands and great times ahead on and off the pitch. Uh, absolutely. What was the answer to the second big screen question, by the way? I completely... I heard the question, then I got a message on my phone, and you know when you're watching a film with your other half, and she goes, you're not really watching this, and you go, yeah, 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 I am. I kind of had that moment where I thought I was watching it, but I really wasn't. And so if you could let me know what was said, that would be absolutely epic. Don't forget, we can't do shows like this Sunday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Any show that you have on the platform from away day guides, the Talking Town Time Machine to whatever, without you wonderful people, our fifth standards, those that support us through Ko-Fi or through YouTube. Uh, and of course, for supporting the platform, not only do you get the warm, fuzzy feeling of supporting the number one ITFC fan for a fan podcast for fans by fans but you also get the perk of discord and the question on today's discord my friends this is the type of thing you get on our discord who was the better manager Paul Cook or King Lambert that was the conversation this afternoon I don't have to tell you my friends which side of the divide I was on but I'd love to know your thoughts, your feelings. And I'm going to start that question with our first contributor. Who was the best, better, not best, better manager? Let's see what he says. Designer, George Nunn. I wouldn't be surprised either way. Well, I'm not going to be surprised either way if you say pass. But um, that is the question on the lips of everyone in the Discord this afternoon. Who was the better manager, Paul Cook or Paul Lambert? Um, <laughs> I mean, as, as 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 I did qualify on the Discord, it is a little bit of a race to the bottom. It's not like you're, you're talking, you know, who who is the better, who's the better manager. Maybe in five years' time, you're going, is it John Lyle, George Burley, or McKenna? It's very much is a in the, in the bottom order up. Which which way round do you put the two? 
I feel like I feel like the the positivity around Lambert arguably lasted longer, but that was because he was just full of shit. I think at least <laughs> at least Cook was a little bit more upfront with how he was feeling, but that meant that his relationship with some of us dissipated slightly. So, I don't know. They were both awful, weren't they? That's they were. Not... They were. But that's the sort of conversations you get in the Discord. Nice little things like that. You see, it's not always heavy. It's not always tactical central. It's just you know you can always have a conversation about it. It's um. But I do firmly believe, George, in five years' time, the conversation will be who is the better manager, Lyle, Burley or McKenna? Because McKenna is slowly crafting himself out. Just a lovely start of a, of a managerial career here. Yeah, I mean, it's, get, it's getting to a point now where it's hard to argue that it's that he is probably pretty good at what he does. Right? That kit, I think you can, with most managers, just say they're having a little purple patch at the beginning or... Whatever it might be, riding the riding the crest yeah, of the yeah. wave, but he's he's done it across two seasons now, and and consistency is is king, isn't it? Where we just look, yeah. we look on it, and increasingly so. Apps. Well, we are looking. Yeah, and I have got one of the points written down tonight. When we come to the accurate and Stanley bit, is professionalism. The last ten, how we saw that out. I will. I want to get that to you. I've just sent you the link, Brandon. Apologies, Richard Chandler. Cook came and saw me before the Wickham away game and celebrated to the room that was. Oh yes, that video where he's celebrating. That was you, Richard. Oh my God, Lambert loves Lambert. Look, listen, us Lamberts. If we were made of chocolate, we'd lick ourselves to death. Let's be brutally honest. Um, do you not like chocolate? No, it's the thought of you licking yourself. Where do we go from there? Oh, look, Jacob Farrow. He's heard enough to become a YouTube member. Jacob. Welcome <laughs> yes, that's the quick you get retracted. <laughs> welcome to, yeah, he's, he's quickly, he sits on the phone now to his bank. It's fraudulent activity. What do you mean to press here? Um, Rob Smith made a fantastic point earlier part of the conversation. Sure, what's in the fact in the KOA? The 70 wins under Kieran McKenna have produced 40 goals and only two conceded. An amazing statistic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, there's just there's literally no arguing with with the the start that McKenna's had. I think, um, and that, that's why today's question was bound to come up about. Please stick around. Um, uh, you know, I, I think there's just no there's no disputing how how good he seems to be as a as a coach, young coach, which is great. So, well, the, the, well, the thing the, the, the thing that is gonna we're gonna come cropper of at the moment is you know not. It's not just referees, is it? It's the the playing style of of other teams and fifty three percent win rate. Yeah, it's not doing too bad. The thing is, everyone goes, "Oh, town winning, they're doing really well, top of the table." You must be struggling, and I'm like, "No, no, the, the platform did just just under sixty thousand views last month, George." Like negativity is is one thing, but equally positivity, like we're having now, that also brings people. To platforms, to to podcasts, to, to newspapers, to whatever, because you're you're engaged, you're buzzing, you're you you want to be a part of it. It's like honey and, and bees and pollen. It's just everyone wants to get a bit of it. Yeah, I think it's only good for everything related to the club, you know, officially or otherwise. It's it's going to be good for the town. It'll be good for us as fans. Yeah. It's good for the these platforms. Um, you know, all of them, and and we're it's only going to. Pull us all, hopefully pull us all together, but certainly pulling us all in the right direction. And, and the positivity is 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 catching at the moment, isn't it? And that's that's great. 
It is absolutely one of the things you do definitely want to catch. Jacob Farrow, uh, it definitely isn't fraudulent activity. You'll very rarely see my name pop up. I'm always in the shadows, but the content is worth the fear. It's just a little something back. We thank you ever so much, Jacob Farrow. I've got to get, we, we, we've got to get an emoji for Gov's Curse. I've got, I mean, that's got to be sort of player of the year worthy level of uh, emoji. Uh, we've already got the ITK one in the bank, but we need a, we need a couple others, you know. We're thinking like in the bin. Uh, I, I thought of one in the Discord earlier. I'm not going to say it out loud, but I did think of it earlier. Um, so yeah, put, we'll put that on our to-do list, Jacob. Welcome into the party. Uh, Ashley, that comes from Arsenal Fan TV, who, did, who historically did massive views of the club as a laughing stop once they started doing well. Plummeted. You say plummeted. I watched a show on Saturday morning, George, with um, Don Robbie on Sky. I mean, if that's plummeting, <laughs> I want to plummet. <laughs> I love getting the podcasters on, don't they, from from the big clubs? So no, this is it. Kept dragging them out during the uh, transfer window deadline. It's, they did. Uh, it's pretty painful content, though. Last year, the SCA's table away from troops, Don Robbie, and uh, I'm a big fan of Don Robbie. You know, if you can't tell, you know the, the platform. You know, I'm a, I'm a I'm a big fan of Don Robbie, Arsenal fan TV. Uh, I'll let you guys and girls at home assign. Our contributors, you know, match them up to, to their contributors. If if you feel we've got similar type of characters, I'll, I'll let you, you guys and girls at home come up to that one. Right. We've got a, a third member of the team this evening. He hasn't got an intro yet. It's his second appearance. So instead, we're going to play the advert. Ipswich Buses, your local bus company. Don't get stuck in traffic. Ditch the car. Go green. Go contactless. Go Ipswich Buses. Fares available from £2.20 return, a fantastic price and a fantastic service. Ipswich Buses, proud to partner with Talking Town. It's of course Brandon. Brandon, there he is. How you Hello. doing? Not bad. To be fair, that, that advert would actually be my uh, my walkout song if I was boxing. So it's perfect. Absolutely. Yeah, go contactless with, with Brandon to the ring. From two pounds twenty. There you go, yeah. Brandon. How you? How you yeah. feeling? Loving the shirt, man. Yeah, not bad. This is a birthday present for my brother. I'm 23 on Friday, and he just threw it at me when I was at my mum's yesterday. So, 23, George. I mean, no. I, was, I mean, that was last century for me, I think. But a uh, long time ago, right? Me. For both yeah. of us, but certainly for yourself. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're the oldest one here, George. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you are in response to that. Uh, I could say three grand- weeks or four. We weeks. grandfathered you in. <laughs> yeah. uh, there is a slight echo though, George. So while you sort that out, right, um, I'll talk to Brandon. Wave to me when you think you've you've figured that out, my man. Brandon, the shirt was yes. mentioned quite a bit tonight on the fan forum. Yeah, I was surprised that I thought someone was going to ask the question, which was, you know, what was the need maybe for the third team shirt but i suppose when he mentioned the sales i suppose that sort of answered the the question for it. and he did say that ed sheeran sort of approached him rather than um vice versa by that's how i sort of it's nice what though, he said it? yeah it um nice but they could have held it back for next year's away kit i thought that would have been a good idea um or extended it you know he said this is the this is the third strip for for, for a couple of seasons potentially yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that was mentioned quite quite a bit. Obviously, the first time I first time I've seen the new the new chap. Is that the first time you've seen him as well in a, in a public speaking, yeah. forward facing role? Was he one of the ones that used to work over at Norwich? 
I think is he that, might. Have is been, that what yeah. they were sort of trying to allude to as well, in sort of a jokey manner as well? But yeah. um, sounds like he's he's worked at, at lots of sort of big sporting clubs ac- across England. It was quite interesting that he had a, a little something to say about each of his last five jobs, which which uh, which was quite interesting, other than than Norwich. But um, I like the old Rico Arena with uh, you know, the two big clubs. That was, that was a nice little name drop, wasn't it? You know, where he's talking about the the sort of things they've done at the arenas, etc. Uh, but yeah, I said I said to I think I said to somebody earlier. This is going to be this is probably the easiest fan forum they're probably ever going to have. Yeah, when you're looking at the performances we've had this year, and and the way that I've looked at our performances is that we should have or deserve to have won every game other than maybe Burton away. I thought that given the context of the the whole game, a draw probably would have been quite fair with the chances Burton had. But outside of that, we should be sat on or maybe eight wins or nine wins instead of seven. So, yeah, it's it was always going to be easy. And this chalk and cheese from what where they've taken over, you can see the real difference. So there's yeah. nothing really that you can argue with and the things that you can argue with. It's all about... Um, you know that they're saying they're they're actively trying to fix those as well, the things that they haven't got round to. Yeah. Yet. So it's it's what you want to hear, isn't it, as a fan? It is what you want to hear as a fan, absolutely. And we and we've we've done him a disservice, George. Uh, he, he never worked at Norwich. He worked at Villa, Leicester, and Nottingham Forest. Oh, that's right. Uh, I don't know if I fixed this. By the way, you have to tell me if I. I think you might have done. Well, Ironically, I turned echo cancellation off. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. So. Uh, Richard Chandler, Gov, the fans for him in April when already promoted might be easier. I, I, I do think, you know, unless that is the case, what Richard says there, George, this is the easiest one. You know, it was all full of absolute gushing thank yous. Yeah, but that's love letters almost. But, but that's what you're going to get, right? I, the, the, you can't manufacture constructive feedback or flat out criticism. Like, it's either there to be said or it isn't. And, and I think there were some valid points. You know, the Wi-Fi in the stadium's a valid point. It's a real pain in the ass. The answer was also relatively valid. So, mm. you know, if, if, if having a, not being able to see the big screen is your biggest problem, then then I think we're doing all right at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it'll be interesting, to, you know, and let's hope it's not for a long time yet, but it'll be interesting to see how how they, they turn if, as, and when the tide turns um but let's hope that we don't have to worry about that well this is it absolutely it, it won't be this year that's that's for absolute certain brandon because this is this football club is, is going in, in one direction but I, I, it was a little what, a couple of hours long what what sort of stood out to you uh, listening at home i want to know from the live chat what stood out to you what did you really like enjoying what did you want to hear more of or, or, or not you know what didn't you hear that you wanted to hear brandon how about you what did you think of the press uh not press the fan forum this evening Although one of the questions was about sort of improving the youth to, to cat one, things like that. I think the thing that I took away from it is when they mentioned the youngster that had a chance to go on to a top six side and wanted to stay. Because obviously this time last year, we, we had a, a youngster come out and sort of say about how mishandled and mistreated he felt in our youth setup. So mm. to know now that a year on the same youth setup, you know, we're still the same club. There's now a player who thinks that their development is better off at Ipswich in League One than it is a top six Premier League team. I think that speaks volumes on what they're doing on that side, which has sort of taken a back seat. I think everyone would agree that we've we've put a lot of money in terms of people who can help the first team now get us out of the division. 
but it still shows that what's not maybe making the news for for us as fans is still going on. They're still developing youngsters and they're really improving the sort of uh, lives that they're having on the pitch for, for Ipswich youth team. So that's what I took away from it. I thought that was a, a good point. That was a very heartwarming story, wasn't it? I was a bit surprised, I'm going to be honest. I, I've always maintained if you've got that Premier League team on your CV, mm-hmm. but clearly things are changing, you know, and McKenna is a big part of, of those changes, George. Yeah, no doubt. And and I think, you know, you can easily go to these big clubs and, and get lost in the sea of the, just the number of players that they sign is is terrifying. And then they have much bigger facilities than we have, obviously, and more coaches and all the rest of it. So that's not, you know, it's not criticism necessarily. It's just you see how many players get released, particularly at the moment, every every summer or how many just keep getting given new contracts and then sent out on loan for a season over and over again until they're early to mid sort of 20s, it feels like, some of them, um, when they need to be out and playing playing football. And, and, and why not stick around at Ipswich and mm. see where this where this wave that we're, we're riding at the moment takes us? Because in yeah. 12 months' time, this kid might be in, a, in the academy of a championship team and beyond that, who knows? And, and it, yeah. in, in two years' time, if you're a 15, 16-year-old going to a top six club, are you any more or less likely to be playing in the Premier League if you, if you go to them this I summer? think if you're looking at it, if, if, the, if the team that they were sort of referencing was Chelsea, Chelsea are known for having about 80 players, I think, just loaned out everywhere. I think every football league team probably has one or two Chelsea youngsters on loan not including ourselves, obviously, this year. But we've had Trevor Chalaber in the past. And um, I think teams like that are ruining it for teams like Ipswich as well because they're going and taking teams like, you know, ourselves and maybe some of the bigger clubs which are in the Football League. They're taking their youngsters. And if you're one in 80 players of that age group sort of at the club, you're not going to have that same one-to-one sort of development as maybe if you're one of 30 players or if you're sort of in a, a smaller group in, in terms of, you know, playing for the under-18s every week, there's a squad, a squad there of about 20. It's much better than, as said, 80 players of the same age group, which I imagine some of the top six sides probably have. Yeah, yeah obviously Chelsea's got an army of... Sorry. Same... sorry, Martin, go on. No, 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 go on. No, go on. You're not going to get the same contact, even just in passing that, that, that you get with someone like Kieran McKenna in... in... At Playford Road or at Portman Road, and and the, the point is, it's a slightly tangential point, but the, the point about um, McKenna sitting down um, at the the women's football, you know, and and, and sitting on the bench and mm. and uh, you know the, talking Joe through, um, yeah, and I'm sure he wasn't talking him through it. I think that was the phrase that that Fuzzy uh, mentioned, but um, you know, I'm sure he was sat and talking to him about tactics and. And and you know just getting in his head and, and helping out and as a as a player and as a coach, you're not going to get that at Man City or at your Manchester United or, or at your Chelsea. So that's just not no. going to happen. If you if there's eighty kids playing in their academy, they probably never see Tuchel. You know, maybe it's just another name in a book, isn't it? Exactly. Maybe once a month they might have a thing where they all get together in a big room and he sits in front of them and, and talks tactics to them. But they they're very unlikely to have. You know, unless they're a prodigy, they're, they're very unlikely to have first, you know, real one-to-one experience with these with these coaches, the first-team coaches, like you could do by staying at, at somewhere like Ipswich. I, I think 
you know, the, the, the categories, and Ashton made the, the point, the, the category system is is just a complete farce, isn't it, really? You didn't say that, make that point, but if you're not aspiring to be a category one academy, what's the point in having the categories? But the answer should always be, of course it should be, yes, we want a category one academy, but that's not the answer. And that's for a reason. It's because it's a complete farce. Yeah, he, not he at said, the moment was the reply. We, until the, he said, until the Premier League tell us what their plan is. Well, what the, this our fucking academy? Like, why, why should the Premier League be telling us what, their plan for so would you have liked to have seen him say there and then you know uh, we are striving towards no. that category one. no my point is my point is that if there is a category system if there is a tiered system of categories you should be aspiring you should want to be aspiring to be in the top one but if there's a reason why somebody like mark ashton who's clearly a very competent ceo mm. of a football club yeah, yeah absolutely. lots of experience is saying there's no point then there's oh, something wow. fundamentally wrong with the tiered system Right, I mean, well, yeah, what he knows about running a football club, I'm sure none of, all three exactly. of us could, would never learn it, you know. It, exactly, it, but if, if, there's, if there's any reason why you wouldn't want to be in the top level, then the top level is, there's something wrong with it. And, and, and I think that's, you know, one way or another, that's all going to come to a head, probably not very soon. But, you know, the, the Premier League is, is, has been distancing itself from even the top six in the Premier League have been distancing, distancing themselves from the rest of the 92 for, you know, decades. Yeah. It's not getting any better. So I, no. I wasn't disappointed with that answer. I think it was quite a good answer because I think there's still lots of people that that will throw in the category one point as a, you know, as a little jibe or whatever else. You know, we were 0.1% away from achieving it 10 years we ago. We were once, yeah. And, and why, you know, we were that close and now we're miles away. But hey, we don't know that we're miles away. Well, so we don't even... Yeah. We don't even know why we want it. So if Mark Ashton doesn't, then we certainly don't. No, you're absolutely right. You don't know how far away you are. I mean, for those keeping you know track at home on their on their forum bingo card, who had NASA being mentioned? I, that that was one thing I don't think anybody would have walked into tonight expecting to hear hear Brandon. But another thing we definitely heard and certainly heard was was the call for emails. They. <laughs> <laughs> almost with one email just like you know, they, they were very short of handing out t-shirts just, just, just had email addresses on the same email us because that was a that was a good thing right, wasn't it email us yeah and, and uh, i've in my limited time on on this uh god green god's green earth i've also heard the saying that no um no feedback's bad feedback because at least you you learn things that you can improve on or you'll learn things that you're doing well that you can maybe expand on so um it's good to hear that he he will reply to you, no matter how stupid your your email may be. Um, that so that yeah, that's that's good to hear. But I I think that it was there are some questions obviously that maybe obviously I watched yesterday's show that you guys you guys sort of brought up, and there are questions that maybe would have been a bit more difficult to answer that maybe didn't get across to them. That much it was very yeah. much going to be it's love. very feel good stories yeah it's a very feel good thing but um as you said maybe in the next um in the next forum if they have it towards sort of like the the crunch end of the season they might have more difficult questions to answer um and uh, i i think some of the questions which maybe you did sort of sit up in your seat thinking oh how are they going to answer this they gave the the answer you know the very corporate sort of answer in terms of we're going to sort of answer your question 
but thank you for your question, but we're not going to fully answer your question sort of thing. Like, with McKenna, are you going to do everything to keep him here? McKenna sort of said that he, he wants to be here for the for the, uh, for the the journey, you know, for the project. And then Mark Ashton didn't say, you know, we will do anything to keep him here, blah, 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 blah. And um, so th- there are questions that we would want uh, answered maybe differently. But as you said, it's very much a feel-good fact for Ipswich at the moment. And long may it continue. Gosh, yeah. I wrote down here, lots of thank yous, which was, uh, you know, not, it's not, that, this isn't always going to be the case, uh, you know, if, these fan forums. We've known that from past, past experiences. Before we go over to you guys and girls at home, you know, the fans of Ipswich Town Football Club, the viewers of Talking Town to have your say. I can see you all lined up, ready and waiting. We'll get as many of you as we possibly can on. Uh, scouting was brought up. That famous uh, thing you do to find players and uh, I think, I think the, the term sheep skin coat was used. Was if I remember, my memory serves me correctly. Is it all you know men sat in in stands watching on freezing cold Tuesday nights, or is it a bit of both? And that's what it is actually, George. It's a bit of both. It's the scouting still plays a part. We heard, but you know you've got so much video content, and I seem to remember we signed Jonas Knudsen, I think, from video content. Um, and I, I loved Jonas Knudsen, you know, but it's a more, it's, it was so much video out there with every league in the world now, you know, now videoed. It, it just makes sense, doesn't it, to see it and go over video and uh, by the real. Yeah, I'd love to see some stats on how many players are assigned these days purely from, from Ooh, video. Because I, I imagine you'd probably be surprised by the answer. But yeah, I, I, there was, I don't think McKenna's um, response to that was particularly controversial i think we knew the yeah, fable dashboard and and all of that you know all of the the video gets fed into it and there there will be reams very shortly if they're not already in place there'll be reams of people that, that sat watching video most of their mm. days um and nice job, some of it will be word of mouth and some of it will just be you know passing interest or or um people that will find whilst watching video of other people i suspect you know all of these things and and the the supercomputer will be doing its thing but the coat the 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 sorry the the scouts are out there we know they're out there yeah uh, that i think one of the key things for us as as a local club and is getting scouts to to junior games you know i know that norwich send scouts to kids games right across the counties um <laughs> And and we should be doing more of that. We should be doing more of, of getting out there if, if we're not already. And yeah. getting these kids early and making sure that they're not picked off by the likes of Norwich and wherever else. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Uh, actually, but it reminds me of the Mike Bassett TV series. When he watched the player banging in a goal after goal on a video, <laughs> he signed him in it. <laughs> I'm being the goalkeeper. Anything Ricky Thomas is in, I just have to watch. I absolutely love him as an actor, I think he's absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I that that stat on, you know, how many players signed by video would be interesting. I just I just love that as an idea as a job, though. You know, what are you doing today? Oh well, I've got you know the Ecuadorian second league to watch between the hours of nine and five. Like what what a job? They're literally just you know watching football, make uh, assessments and reports. Oh no, imagine it. If 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 there's a gig going, Mr. Ashton, Mark. Sir, please let me. I'll have it. I'll have it. Oh, you know, Hoffenheim versus a 
Brushia Dortmunds. I mean, over your cornflakes. There's, there's harder ways to live, isn't there? I mean, <laughs> imagine it. Um, Darren Salter, best money maker for Chitani is if we have claim promotion with games in hand. Put Ed Sheeran on, on for last five. As just the number 17, it'd be the biggest viral screening ever. Uh, there was a game on Saturday. Uh, Ipswich Town did beat Accurate and Stanley. They did put old ghosts to bed. Um, I'll start with you, George. Mm-hmm. Your man, as you're on, I thought I'd you know start with him, as we have done for the last couple of weeks, to be fair, because he's yeah, doing yeah. that well. But George, yeah. uh, George Evans? No, Lee Evans. 90 yeah. minutes, uh, one assist, 81% accurate passes, five chances created, one big chance. He's having a fantastic campaign. Revelatory, isn't it? I think, you know, it's like I'm all for it. I think it's great. Like fair play to the, the guy. Like he's just seems to be immense at the moment, and that's there's no denying it. I'm, no, I don't, I've said before, I don't have any any personal issue against Lee Evans. I just think he's, you know, I, I think again, it's the McKenna factor isn't it like he didn't play an awful lot under McKenna last year he, he was injured for a big part of the first dozen or so of, of McKenna's games I think it was for by memory um mm. and you know he's he's come back and is just yeah he's doing exactly what we wanted a Lee Evans type to do which is phenomenal so fair play to him competition for places though Brandon must be playing a big factor because you know you know a couple of bad games you've got got Disco Dom who can step in. You've got uh, Kamara when he's fully fit who can step in now. Like, you know, it, you've got quality players of which have cost a little bit of money that, that are really waiting for that opportunity. Yeah, I, I think there is a, a place for him in the team with even, even take out of, take form completely out of it. I think the traits that he has maybe compared to a, a Dominic Ball, I think there is a place for him in the team at the moment. Um, there'll be a time when we do need a Don Ball, you know, a bit of a stronger, more aggressive defensive midfielder next to Morsi maybe to to break up play more. But at the moment, Lee Evans is our quarterback, isn't he? Effectively, he picks mm. up the ball from the centre-backs. He'll maybe stride forward five yards and then ping it over to whichever wing-back's in space. But I saw earlier that, um, I can't remember which site it was, but he's currently rated the most informed player in League One. In terms of average rating, I think they've given him average rate and per game of seven point nine six or something like that. And quite, yeah, quite high. Um, but yeah, he, he's been brilliant. I, I would have started him from the from the outset. He's had a full preseason after the knock he had last year, and he's played with Morsi plenty of times. And you can just see when they play with each other, they know each other inside and out. We've played against a couple of um, teams this year that have played in midfield three, yeah. and I can't remember a game that Lee Evans and Morsi haven't controlled the the game in the middle of the park even against a free like like Bolton Bolton play a free and they're quite a decent free but Lee Evans and Morsi run the game so I think if something's not broke don't fix it very true I mean, very true it's corners as well on on Saturday because well, I know we've, we've, well no I thought that he put in there was one that that just he didn't get one. It, and it hit the first hit the first defender but I thought all of the others, there was there was four or five. A couple of headers. Did have a couple of headers. That, that he put in dangerous but yeah. spots, I thought. And and that's a massive improvement. Because a few weeks ago, we had the same conversation and I was giving him the praise he deserved. But his dead balls were bloody awful. But this week, I thought, you know, I watched the game back. Um, and um, yeah, I thought he was, I thought he was exceptional, sadly. 
I can see yourself sort of, you know, you got you, your little gritting teeth, you know, you know, doing really well. He's doing great. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm still joking. Uh, before I bring Colin in, who was there at Stanley in the driving rain or some type of rain, I think it was. Um, last 10 minutes. I want to talk about that, Brandon, because we've often spoken about us not being streetwise, not having the master of the dark arts, not having whatever it is that other teams have when they come down here and, for a better word, shithouse their way to a, to a victory. But Saturday, we had that in that last 10. We strangled that game and then got the second on the 87th minute. But, but, but for those seven minutes, strangled the life out of what was left of the football game. Yeah, I, I think the main part of that was that we still had that goal threat and the ambition to go forward. I think a lot of the times when under, you know, uh, Paul Lambert, for example, if we're 1-0 up, we'll be 10 men behind the ball. If we get it, hoof it into the corner and let them come back at us again. And Keep with the up. way that the Dapo played, um, even had me when he came on the last couple of minutes, they were always looking to come to feet, offer, but they still wanted players to go past them. Um, so I, I think that's massive, but that's the mentality that, that McKenna's drilling into these players, isn't it? It's you're good enough to play for 90 minutes and beat Accrington every minute of that game. So regardless of what the score is, go and do it. And that's what they've, that's what they've done. Absolutely. Colin, you were there. How did you see it from your stood up position? Yeah, it was all right, it was all right Gav. Yeah, and uh, just to answer your question about the weather, actually, it was quite well, it was very mild. It was 21 degrees, just had the odd little shower. It was, and I, I took my jacket off and I was hanging over one of the crash barriers. It was that warm. Um, it just, I, I even just kept, me, just kept my shirt on when it was a little drop of rain. It mm. was really nothing, absolutely nothing, you know. It was. Uh, it surprised me. It was really, really mild. It was good. It was good conditions. Really good conditions, um, considering the northwest. You know, so uh, that was fine. Uh, and I see the game. Look, we 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 won the battle, didn't we, in the first half? You know, a bit like well, it was a very mirror image, really, of the Burton game. Cup. Um, you know, we grow. We grew. Sorry, we grew into the game. In the second half, you know, went in nil-nil, grew into the game second half. And it was always a question of, you know, when we scored, really, I thought. Uh, we, 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 uh, I'm not saying we dominated the second half, but we we, we was we was by far the better side. And um, what John, uh, what Coleman said about, you know, <laughs> um, you know, they they kind of deserved to win. That, that was absolute garbage, really. Um, they've done all right. They've done all right. They kept in the game, and they've done all right. It but, must be really so, hard, though, Colin, for a, for for a, for for any any opposing manager. You're one nil down, and then you you know you t- or, or you're nil nil. You're in the game, and yeah. Kieran McKenna's not bringing on. Uh, you know, I don't want to disrespect anybody's. I know what you're going to say. Name. Yeah. But yeah, he's not bringing on a 34-year-old or he's not bringing on a 17-year-old yeah. uh, journeyman, young player, whatever. He's, he's bringing on Freddie bloody Ladapo, who scored a lot of goals at this level, and Connor Chaplin, who should be playing at the league above. That, that's going to great on you eventually, isn't it, as an opposing manager, Colin? That's going to really take your I, goat. <laughs> I, I, could, I couldn't agree more, uh, Garvin. Um, I'm, a, I'm a great believer... Um, 
that our home form will, will will definitely turn before long. I mean, not that it's overly bad. That's far from that. Um, mm. But the draws will, will turn into wins. Um, the next two games, one is what I class as kind of half difficult, but not difficult, um, Cambridge I'm talking about. I, 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 I foresee another win. On Saturday, I foresee another win on on Tuesday night. I think Joey Barton's a lot. Look, if we get a good result on Saturday, which I think we will, I'm going 2-0, 3-0 again. On Saturday, I've got no problems about playing Cambridge United whatsoever, especially at home in front of a bounce in Portman Road. Look, I'll stick my neck on the line. I do. Look, hindsight's a lovely thing to have. I, I prefer to say things before they happen. I'll be very, very surprised if there ain't 26,500, 27,000 oh, yeah. on Saturday. They'll sell their allocation, which is nearly 2,000. So they uh, should. It's half out the bloody road from them. It, well, exactly. But what I'm saying is, Gov, it'll be a bounce and fantastic atmosphere there on Saturday. And we'll get um, beat one We're more. playing well in front of the big crowds as opposed to uh, yesteryear, you know, where we tend to... We tend to uh, buckle down, um, you know, and don't play quite so well under those circumstances. But I think these group of lads have now grown into this now, especially the ones who've been there a while. And uh, like I say, I, I see, I'll, I'll, I'll go 2 0. I'll go 2-0 Saturday. And I think if Joey Barton is not very careful and we don't get many injuries on Saturday we could see a very, very good performance on Tuesday night. I think that could be a show. I think that could be 3-4-0. Two, two things before... Oh, go on. Go on, sorry. Sorry, sorry Gov. And then, and then obviously, yeah. You know, sorry, mate. I, you know, I know rattle on. But then we, then we obviously go up to Hillsborough, which, unfortunately, I've got a ticket for. And uh, we go up to Hillsborough in what is going to be... I'm not going to call it a massive game because it's not a massive game. It's, Could it uh, a huge it's game a very, instead? Very, it's a very important game. That's what I'd put it as, Gov. And if we go there with six more points in the bank, Sheffield Wednesday probably, oh, sorry, Ipswich go into that game probably as much. Even if, even if it's, so it's Hillsborough, I think we go into that game as slight favourites. Now, before I let you go, Colin, and you've made some fantastic points, I, I don't know, have you seen this? Yeah, I have. I have. You're a, you, you're a cult hero, Colin. You're reaching the status that only I, Cruncher I can dream that. about. I will answer that, though, um, Gov. I've never, ever been a dreamer about my football club. I, What I say, I actually believe. And I said, and I hate to repeat myself, I said after two games that we got one of the best young coaches in this country um, in, the, in the EFL. I also said before one game that we'd win this league and it's not going too bad. Everybody will go to early days and I'll accept that. But we're doing all right. But do you know how that, how that song goes? Can you sing it? I, I, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't actually read it, Gov. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. It's the, uh, we cheer the boys in blue. Colin, oh, yeah. I love you. We cheer I the boys in blue. 
win the league in 22 or whatever it was, you know, yeah. But, <laughs> hey, we'll win it in 23. <laughs> Don't worry. But the thing is, yes, right. Yeah, it's absolutely true, Gov. But um, like I said, like I said um, last week, Gov, like I said last week, push them trophies just a little bit to the side because there's one incoming. Love Trust it. Me. Colin, we Trust love me. you. We look after yourself, my man. All love the you, best. Man. He is a tonic. He really is. Champion. I never you thought. Both- Never thought he was going to quote Smash Mouth in his in his little talk there, though. Saying I'm a believer, what a guy! He, he is. He, he is. Did have you had you seen that George on social media? The, the picture. I did Cosmo. see it earlier. He's reaching that cult hero <laughs> status, you know. You know where people that can be on a t-shirt, George. You know, I'm just thinking it would be a great little, little side hustle <laughs> for, for, for Colin. It's just uh, that you can I, imagine his head going like this as he's doing it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, a bobblehead. You know, all those bobbleheads. Yeah, the Colin. Oh, there you go. Ashley With Bell. optional accessories of dressing gown or no dressing gown. Yeah. <laughs> See? Absolutely. This is the businessman among us, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is the man that knows how to make his coin. Ashley Bell, got to give Chef Wednesday a good hiding. Hey, Gov. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've had that circled in my, my calendar for months. Mark Downing, take our chances against Cambridge early on, and we could hammer them 6 nil. Good to bring in Maverick. I'm going to ask Maverick the first Good Lord, look at this. <laughs> We've got the Top Gun with us. Hello, sir. Nice to meet you. Look at this. Oh, Maverick, you've outdone yourself here with this nice little nice little costume. Although, where's the overalls to complete the look? I was figuring out where I'll put my helmet. <clears throat> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, I didn't know I was going to go there. Um, Simon Harris asks... Or says, actually, should I say, rather, instead. Uh, even in all, I still think we are in second gear. We can go through the gears over the next two months in front of Packout Road. Uh, do you agree with that, Maverick? Are we still very much in second gear? I'm not sure. I think, looking at the highlights from the Accrington game on Saturday, I think, for me, I think, I'm saying, Harness has obviously shown his confidence with the goal tally he's got already. But, you know, Chappers, he's, he's coming along. I mean, it's a... The free kick against Barnsley and the and the performance when he came on off the bench on Saturday, I think that you know the confidence is is really starting to kick in with with Chappers at the moment. Um, he, yeah, possibly he's, second he's gear. I, I'm saying second, third gear. You know, whatever. Um, I think I think we'll, I think we'll still improve definitely. Um, I'd like to see Ahad May and Kamara play their first game and. Um, all getting game time in the league, um, but yeah, he's, he's he's definitely got a point there. Yeah, uh, great. That. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Stephen Parry says Tom Cruise has changed. <laughs> Twenty years younger, mate. Twenty years younger. Less air. Twenty years younger. I'm actually going to challenge Simon's point, George, and, I, and and bring it to yourself here. The gear situation. I actually think we can go up and down the gears as we please. I I think we 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 coast in second potentially, but. In 90 minutes, we go from first to fifth, back to third. We're even breaking a sweat. We're so smooth as a football team. Yeah, I think that's the point. I, I, I'm not sure that, that McKenna would want you to use the word coast, but I think we you know, we, we adapt to the opposition that we're playing against, whether it's tactically or, or pace or whatever it is. I think we, we did a good job of... We, we didn't look too threatening in the first 25 minutes, 35 minutes in, mm-hmm. on Saturday, but what we did do 
was absolutely knackered them out because they were playing they were playing us man for man and we were dragging them all over the place and after 35 minutes a few of them looked like they were done to me um and and they didn't really recover and after that i didn't think they looked much of a threat there was a few times in those first sort of 35 minutes where they got through and then and then only a couple in the remaining sort of 55 60 minutes really and 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 I think that was down to our game management. We managed them, you know, apart from the fact that they were, you know, kicking us to bits at, at points and, and we weren't allowed to do the same back to them. Um, you know, I, I think, yeah, we, we just managed that game really well and, and wore them out. So we, we didn't need to get into fifth gear particularly. No. Um, and we probably oh. didn't really step out of third too much. I don't have any stats available to me, Brandon, but... I'm, this is where the five sub rule comes in and the depth of the quality we've got, doesn't it? Because George says by half hour, 40 minutes, they're looking tired. Now that's George. Obviously he's, he's often quoted by saying, I'm not a football coach. I don't know. But when you've got that five subs and you can provide the quality of depth to make, to make changes like this week, for example, with Burgess versus Edmondson, one was worth a million pound only 12 months ago. It's not like you're comparing as we were two years ago. Are we going to play, James Wilson or Toto Enciano, no disrespect to either player. The five sub rule is really helping the, with, with the strength of depth. Yeah, and I, and I think the other thing to to think about when it comes to which gear we're in um, as well is teams aren't meant to hit sort of like their best form until around November, December when they've actually properly bedded in. Like uh, I know that the core of this team and other than maybe Leif Davis and, and a couple of the front players, most of them were here last year. So yeah. um, that helps as well, not having 19 faces coming in and having to know each other on and off the field before that we start getting results. So that's helped as well. But yeah, the, the subs is massive. The the squad we've got and the fact that still players like Kyle Edwards who off the bench with 10 minutes to go against a tyrant fullback in this league would be absolutely disgraceful. He doesn't make the squad. It it speaks volumes on the recruiting that, that the club have done and it's the quality of play. Everyone who we've brought in could easily start matches for us. I think that's the main thing to take away from it. There's not a player that's come in like a Louis Barry last year where you think, why why are they here? Everyone has their job. And um, even Richard Keogh, we saw him on the bench. And I think it was more so the, the sort of style of, of uh, centre-back, which is why he was on the bench instead of Edmondson. He's a, he's a aerial threat in the air, isn't he? So. He might win the Lou Barry Award. Because just, just Richard Keogh, just by the sheer fact that he can't get it, can't get a game to make an impact, which is not a slight on him, but because TJ Jay's already done a lot more than Louis Barry ever did, and that was an early candidate for could he win the Louis the Louis Barry yeah. award for for not giving uh, much to the to, to the team. But God, I mean, we we joke, of course, Maverick, Mister Top Gun over there. Um, but Brand's point about the players and and how they've been here a while. Is, would that be key, do you think, in how we see Kamara and Cone, or when we see them, rather? Because it is a tactical system, and it is a system that, that requires knowledge and discipline in, in, in when to press, when not to press, when to go. Could that play into when we see these these new you know, debutees like Kamara? Well, firstly, McKenna's brought in two League One players that already know the division. So... You know, he's, he's, he's already brought in an attribute from those players that know the opposition in this league. And, um, you know, you know, with the players that we have now have really, I think, brought, you know, 
you know bought into McKenna's way of thinking and at the moment with the, with the football that we're playing it's just absolutely fabulous fabulous to see because on Saturday listening to the game on the radio I thought you know the last 15 20 minutes approach I thought oh god here we go it could be nil nil and then when the guys came off the bench with the five sub uh, rule it made all the difference and just to, just briefly touching on the five sub rule for this Please season. Do. It's this season, isn't it? You know, the five sub rule that they've gone with. It could be reversed for next season. It could go I don't back think it could be. Up. I think this is a rule now. I think this is a rule change. George will know a little bit more because he's got, got two fruit. No, he's, he's looking at me like I think, I think it's about sure. maintaining quality, isn't it? It's maintaining quality on the pitch for 90 minutes. So I think that's also a reason why they brought it in. And you see some of the depths of these Premier League clubs. It, it's there because there's so many stars in squads now. They want if there's tiring legs, they want more mm. flair. They want more people sitting down and watching players. So I think that was one of the main contributors and why it's coming as well, not just the sort of fitness levels and COVID and what's come after that. I think it is about the quality on the pitch as well that they want there. I think yeah, I think the I think the point that Brenner made earlier about about Evans being our quarterback is is a good analogy because and, and part of the reason why it will be a few weeks, I would imagine, before we see someone like. Kamara come in into the centre of midfield because mm. there's a playbook to learn. It's not just a formation to learn. You have to learn a playbook because McKenna can change it from team to team, from moment to moment, from half to half. And 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 if you're coming in, particularly in the in the engine room in there, you need to know what the little movements mean and what the the signals mean and all of the rest of it. It's not just about which hand you put up at a corner anymore. It's you know there's there's so much to learn. <laughs> That, that I think there's a, I think there's a genuine playbook for these guys to learn, and and so you can't just chuck them in if they're fit enough. That's another thing that he'll need to get up to speed with. But he'll need to learn all of these things before McKenna trusts him enough to to slot in. Do you are think we, we, are we agreed uh, from Saturday that um, Chap has claimed that second goal? Absolute rubbish. His shot was going wide, and it's had two deflections on the way in. One of those came off the Acton defender, didn't it? Yeah, it's come off the Acton defender, and then people are saying that it's then come off Burns as well. So, you know, make your mind. I thought I'd score, to be honest with you. I thought I thought thought the Dapo's on the other end of the pitch, but he's trying to claim it. (laughs) Hey, the first goal, I think. If he can claim it, then. Yeah, I think the first goal is Ladapo's. I think it comes off his backside on the way past. Oh, no, honestly, I think it does. I don't spend much time looking at Ladapo's backside, Gav. I'll leave that to you. It Sorry. was the angle that the camera was positioned <laughs> right, right. on the video I saw. Brandon, you ain't never be asked back ever again. I don't, <laughs> so sorry. I'm yet to decide. So sorry. I'm yet to decide what to say in response to that. I'm sh- absolutely shocked. Um, Maverick. Yellow card to Brandon. <laughs> yellow card. Launch it next week. No, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. Big Freddie. Big fan of Big Freddie. Player of the year. I've told you people already. Do not misquote me. Freddie Ladapo is going to be player of the year. Believe it. You heard it here first. Maverick, is that going to come true? No. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Cheers. No, you, don't, don't, you did not put meat on that bone. You just, just left me there. No. I think I think for me, at the moment, it's probably going to be between Harness and Chappers at the moment, but we'll see how Morsey gets on with his goal tally. He's on two at the moment after seven games. So we'll see how he goes. I've still got, I've still got a bet on him getting double figures this season, by the way. Yeah, well, fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Before I let you go, 
Um, you, you've had time to reflect. I know I asked you on Saturday's show, but have you had time to reflect? Is your man in the match still the same, or has somebody else just sort of over the last couple of days? I, I didn't. I didn't watch the game. I would say. I would say. I said Tapas, didn't I? I think um, did. when he came off the bench, because you know he did make the difference. But having heard what you said about Evans a few minutes, a few moments ago, you know, with his stats currently at the at the moment, it, you know, he stands top of the pile. So. I don't know. <laughs> Evans or Chappers take your pick. I don't know. There you go. There you go. Maverick, as always, it's an honor. It's a privilege. Look after yourself. And uh, there you go. Love it. Absolutely. Anytime anyone goes that committed to a gimmick, I absolutely love That's what Talking Town is all about. Uh, Stephen Parry will join us very shortly. Then we'll hope to get uh, Mr. Chandler on. Um, one question I didn't think I'd be sat here asking you at any point between now and December was the very next point. Lee Evans. Could he go to a World Cup is what I'm seeing in the chat. George Nunn equally or probably never thought he'd hear me say those words. Uh, he's just nearly fallen off his chair or it's broke. I'm not. The, well, you're right over there, George. Um, World Cup for, for Mr. Evans? I don't know enough about Wales' squad to, to comment on that, I'm afraid. Oh, me neither. Brandon, do you want to go who's there? Who's this competition? I, I think in terms of centre midfielders, Wales, I think, have a very old bunch that they play in there, if I remember rightly. And there's quite a few Welsh centre midfielders knocking about in the championship and above. You have the likes of Joe Allen, Aaron Ramsey, people like that. If he does okay. make it, then... He'll have to play very well up until that point. But at the moment, I don't know how much plaudits outside of Ipswich fans, how many people are aware of how well he's playing, um, would be the only thing I say. Obviously, I expect Wales scouts will be watching Wes Byrne, so it might be something they'll double-check. Oh, is that Ladin 10 midfield Welsh? Oh, Yeah, yeah absolutely. Might... We'll see what happens. I'm trying to find their squad now. Not, I'm going to be honest, not something I've ever thought I'd be looking is, is the Welsh Nationals team. But but you never know, Mr. Parry. You know, if they play well enough, we could be losing two players. Well, as far as I can see, there's the likes of John Morell who plays central midfield from Portsmouth. He, he's not going to play now at the moment. So, you know, the, the spaces there that he could take, especially some maybe some players who were a bit higher up the pyramid who are not playing at all. You know, that's the... Really? That's where Wales comes from. If you've got a player even in League One who's playing well, playing quite playing often, and doing a lot of good stuff that you like, the options open. The only thing that's against him is probably experience, especially big tournament experience. So sorry. If it was friendlies coming up, I'd probably say yes, but it's a World Cup, so I'd probably say no. Okay, so if it was a couple of friendlies, you you you, you might have. If it was if it was fr- if it was friendlies coming up in, in in December, I'd say he's in with the show. Yeah, but because it's a World Cup and it's a tournament and he's had very little international experience, I'd say they'd probably let get that out of the way, what they've got, what, what got them there, and then they'll look at it next year. Do, do, do you think the, the, the 25-man squad, George, may come into it? Because there there could well be, within that Wales squad, one, possibly two places, which are the Talenders, traditionally where Ericsson has, has sent someone like Theo Walcott to a World Cup in just to give him the experience, they mm-hmm. may go and not play all month. Uh, but but there could be one or two places there where one or both of their names are, are, are currently penciled in. Yeah, one of the things that I'd be looking at, given that it's going to be best part of 40 degrees over there, is, is fitness. And there's not too much arguing against how fit our squad is this, True. 
this year. So, you know, it's, it probably comes in not as much as form, but it's it would be important to me given given the climate and all of the rest of it. It'd be interesting to know if anyone at our level is going to lose enough players to postpone their matches and whether we would postpone our matches if we were in that situation. You I don't need think three, don't you? We would. I think it used to be three, didn't it? I don't know if it still is, but... Yeah. Christian Walton should be on the plane for England anyway, shouldn't he? Oh, so, oh, oh, oh he should, we always, yeah. We can always say that cameras with Guinea-Bissau, you know... Aren't they in the World Cup, though? They're not in the World Cup, though, are they, Steve? <laughs> you just say playing, playing from somewhere. They're playing friendly against yeah. like, Bikino Faso or something. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I see what you mean. But, yeah, I, I, think, I think you've got to be in the World Cup to go to a World Cup. Uh, but but I, I get your point. Stephen, Stanley. Think, just one point. Stanley. I do think, yeah, Robert Page is an experienced manager. He knows his stuff. And I think he's a bit like Gareth Southgate. He'll probably trust mainly trust the players who got him there more than anything. Yeah, there is that huge comfort factor, as any manager has, which, um, you know, in turn, who's... Okay, that's a great question I'll ask you, Stephen. Who's McKenna's comfort blankets at Portman Road? Every manager's got them. Who do you think his his, his comforts are when selecting a team? Difficult one, because you'd need to know the influence of the players, you know. There's players that he's known from outside the game, like Don Ball. You know, there's players... Hasn't played yet, so it can't be him. I'm talking players that you know, you know, McCarthy would call them steady eddies. Like players I know what they're going to give me. Yeah, yeah you know, J-Tabs. He won't be high, he won't be low, he'll be J-Tab with six out of ten. But he's only been here eight months, hasn't he? You know, he's known Dunball for years. He knows what Dunball can do. You know, he's known him since he's Tottenham there, so he knows what he can do. Obviously, at the club, there'll be people like Walton uh, and people like Morrissey, but he's only just met those. There will be people at the club he's known longer... Like, like I said, like Don Ball, who he knows exactly what he's got, exactly what he'll do, and he'll do exactly what he asks him to do, who are probably a comfort blanket for him as well. I know he's not played a lot, but that's because of an injury. And Evans is playing well. But I think a lot of it's to do with, I don't think he has any real favourites. I think he has like Morsi, who's like, you know, this is what I want. I want these standards. And that's what, that's what happens. <laughs> but yeah. like I said, everyone's bought into the project. You know, like Edmondson was out at weekend, somebody else came in, but it, there was a, and they're explained, it's explained to them, there's a reason why this is happening. You know, when Evans comes out, and he will come out, he might be playing well, but there may be an occasion, like say a Chef Wednesday, where Barry Bannon has to keep control, have to keep control, which probably Ball would do a better job than Evans would, yeah, because he's a different sort of player. He's a more enforcer than what Evans is, or he might play all three, I don't know then everybody gets that we're going to have to dip out for a particular game. And that's why I think picking a McKenna side is damn near impossible because you've got to be in McKenna's head to realise what it is he wants for that game. That's what caught everybody out of surprise when Caden Jackson was playing. But after the game, he explained why he played Caden Jackson. It's just they didn't play the way he thought they would do. Uh, and, that's, and, that, and that's great on their part, George. Akron Stanley's bringing that, bringing that surprise. But I'll ask you sort of the same question because we're getting some great things from the chat. We've got Ashley Bell, Walton, uh, Morsey, Wolf. Craig's gone for Morsey, Wolf, and Walton, the same three. Mike's gone for Walton, JD, and Morsey. So JD sort of finding himself in there. Who, who would yours sort of, you know, the players be for that? Well, I think Walton and Morsey for sure, based on you know, yeah. their, their form and, and the fact that they play week in, week out, regardless. Stephen's absolutely right, and we've, we've alluded to as much when we've been trying to do 11s over the last couple of months, which is that it's impossible. Um, and 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 you're right, that, that fair play to Accrington, but teams 
I think it, it, it's a sign. It's a good sign, really, that teams feel like they need to change their their philosophy, style their approach, to, yeah. and, and that can be in their to their detriment as much as anything else because they're trying to figure out how to play us, and they're they're not playing something that they're used to. So I think you know it's, it's all really positive from our point of view in terms of the comfort blanket. I think Bolton and Morsey would be a, a more than likely first on the list every week. Agree with that, Brandon? You you nodding your head there. Yeah. Yep, I reckon Walton like tucks McKenna in at night, every night. <laughs> Walton's there. Wal- Walton walked in through all the crowd at Accrington. It's all right, you, it's all right, Gaff. You wouldn't Got need it. a security alarm with Walton, would you? He's Absolutely so safe. Not. Safe as ours is, Christian Walton. He's, oh, he, what a guy. I'm fast falling in love with him. Yeah. And Bart is fast becoming a distant, distant, Who? sweet memory. Exactly. What are you talking about Simpsons for? Um, no, I, I, I would say just going back to to Accrington and and the way that we set up. I, I think a lot a lot is said when we look at the teams we're playing against, and a lot of the time we say, "Oh, they're going to be doing this, so maybe we should try and you know play these players to sort of match mm. what they're going to do." I think what McKenna done maybe it was a little bit cute and it didn't work the way he wanted it to. He tried to go against a very physical team with a very quick one. All of our, arguably our quickest players were on the pitch. You know, Torish John Jules, Harness, Jackson, Burns, Leaf Davis. All of them have, have pace about them, which is nice because I remember when Paul Anderson and Jay Tab used to be our wingers. Um, and, and we thought, let's play balls in behind. Let's get in, you know, let's do this, let's do that. Let's... But Accrington held quite a, quite a sort of low line, if you will. They didn't really leave much space over the top. Very similar to what Colchester done to counteract Jackson when we played them on the Tuesday night. If if our line is on the edge of our box, what space have you got to go? Oh, he's frozen. I thought well, he finished well, the point. I'll let, right, we'll come back I to agree, you, Frank. I agree with that point. But the other thing that I was thinking of with the uh, changes is, yeah, the pace started off like that and they ran them ragged and they were chasing around after these fast players, fast players like, you know, bulldogs chasing greyhounds. It just wasn't, it, you know, they were going to get knackered. And then we switched all those fast players, put on the more powerful, powerful, skillful players and they didn't have any puff left to, to cope. And I think in, in the end, his tactic did work because he had them chasing all around after Jackson. By the time... Uh, Chaplin and Ladapo came on. There was just too much space because they were buggered. Mm. Absolutely, Stephen. I love you coming on the platform. You talk a lot of sense. A lot of people love you coming on as well. Who was love man of the match for Saturday? Before we let you go, mate. I did say originally, probably Burgess, but that doesn't mean these stairs every game. <laughs> love it, love it. We'll speak soon, Stephen. Look after yourself. Um, doesn't stay every game. Paul P. How good is Davis? One million well spent, Richard Chandler. Yeah, I I think Davis is just looking better and better. We've got a player that can actually deliver a decent ball into the box from the left hand side. And much as I still think Lee looks like a decent player as well, I just don't. I I would have Davis starting every game. I just think he look he gives so much going forward, and we now look like we can hurt teams both sides. Do you think? And I completely agree with you. Like, Leaf Davis is a great player. Greg Lee looking like a shrewd signing. But do you think it, 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 it is quite clear to see that Leaf Davis's ceiling is that a little bit higher than Greg Lee's? That once Leaf, you know, he's very much, I think, a championship player having a, a 12 month sabbatical in League One. I, th- I think we've got several players that are having 
what they thought were going to be 12 month sabbaticals are now 24 months sabbaticals True. because we wouldn't have Morsey, Evans, Burns, Chaplin and Walton at all championship level and above. Walton, Walton I think Morsey's probably walks into most championship midfields. As what role though? The enforcer or the attacking midfielder? I think he's showing himself to be an attacking midfielder, which I would never have said last season. He was the enforcer, wasn't he? But I think how well Evans is playing is just changing his game. And whether that's McKenna or whether that's Evans, I don't know. Do you agree with that, George, despite missing a sitter on Saturday? (laughs) Uh, Let's go back to that. For those Um, that don't know, I I messaged George early part of the game Saturday afternoon. He wasn't watching it. I I said, he's missed a sitter, George, because we've got this little bet between how many goals. And he said, he he asked me how how, how far out was he? I said, eight yards. He's watched it back today. The volley on the edge of the box. 17-yard outstretching volley with his wrong foot. Yeah, at waist height. It's a sitter. Sitter. The keeper didn't even hold either. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I, I do agree with it. And and I think um, think Morsey's he's certainly playing his best football for us at the moment. And so why would you put him anywhere else? and, and as as is Evans, so it, don't don't let's not disrupt it too much. Uh, any concerns about the World Cup, Richard? I'm concerned. I'm more concerned now. I'm, I genuinely think that we could well see Evans and Burns make their squad because mm-hmm. Brandon was right in that you look at the Wales squad and they've got historically quite an old midfield. Probably only takes an injury or two for for them to be short. And I think at the moment. Do I think we'd miss them? Probably. But equally, do I think by the time we get to that point of the season, like I said in the chat earlier, our squad and our strength in depth is going to mean we're still walking over teams when they're struggling because of injuries and suspensions. So the odd player missing for the World Cup can't be a bad thing because that experience is going to mean they come back even better. But it it could be our detriment, Brandon. You know, if we're still playing games, which we expect to be, we didn't have Wes Burns away at Shrewsbury, did we? And we won 3 0, and arguably it should have been more. So I, I think, and when we have seen these other players play, I know we haven't really seen many other players play any sort of minutes in, in centre midfield at the moment this year. So I can't really talk about how we'll um, play without Lee Evans. As, as I've sort of touched on earlier, I think the centre midfield will be ran maybe slightly different if Ball comes in because he's a different player. But um, without Burns, we have plenty of, of people who can do the job on the right-hand side. Not as good as Burns, but, you know, in League One, who is? Um, I, I think Vincent Young's been very good this year from what I've seen. Um, and we've all said that Don Ball was really liked by QPR fans and they didn't want him to leave and he played in the Championship for God knows how long. So we've got the depth to to play and, and not just that, we've then got the depth to fill in for if they are away and then there's another injury. We're bringing in players like Kamara, with having people, as I said, about Edwards, you've got Vincent Young who can play on the right. And we can, I've said on here before that I don't see Burns playing as a right wing back or a right back. I, I think he plays more as a right wing than he does anything defensively. I think the most we see him, saw him defend was probably against Hackington in the dying minutes. Mm. But a lot of the time, it's more of a right winger sort of role. And that's why we've sometimes seen players like Carl Edwards come in and play that in cup games. I don't, I don't see it as a problem. I think we'll beat the large amount of these teams with our B team. I think uh, the team we put out against Colchester, 
if you now add the likes of Don Bawley into that, or the team we put out against Northampton more recently, if that team was just a team at another League One club, that would easily be a mid-table or above team. Yeah, uh, and, and you've got a comment in the, in, in the chat here from uh, a... Apologies, I've, I've just lost it. It was Lewis O'Connor. Our squad depth is unbelievable, really feels like a promotion-winning team. And last year, Richard, we, we, heard, we heard a lot of standards and culture from Mark Ashton. And, and then you hear a lot of stuff from Roy Keane about how the standard and culture at Man United from the senior players was what dripped throughout the whole club. This is the standard. We don't fall below it. This is how you train. This is how you play, you eat, you sleep, whatever it might be. And I'm just looking at Don, Don Ball, Sam Morsey, Christian Moore, just to pick out three, you know, Connor Chaplin. There's, there's, you could name four, five, six, seven. There's that standard now of senior players, which this club didn't have in a long time, that are setting that very high, that high bar, that high level, that you eat, you sleep, you train, you play at this level. This is how we do things. And that's coming from McKenna. And McKenna's learned under Mourinho and under various managers at, Man United and I know some of those managers weren't successful but they've got Premier League standards they've got World Cup standards and he's learned that from the moment he stopped playing all the way through his coaching career he's gone off and learned and we're reaping the rewards and we've just got to keep hold of him Two and a half years left on, on the deal. Um, I, I, I jokingly asked you on yesterday's show but I'll ask you Richard to, before I let you go if Lambert got five years in, in Christmas time, when we were, you know, wherever we were, how long would you be giving McKenna on the contract? I'd probably keep him on the two and a half years, given that Lambert shouldn't have ever got the five years. So I don't know what I, I genuinely don't know because contracts mean nothing in football anyway. So I, I, I genuinely don't know, but they did do quite a lengthy compa- contract for Burley, I seem to remember back in the day. Um, and I know he eventually got sacked, but I think he was only halfway through a quite long contract back then. So that's what I would be doing. I'd be making sure you secure that. And there was a lot of chat in the forum about um, Ashton said, what, 59 contracts were sorted in the summer for peers going in and coming out and all of that. He's the one they've got to sort now. Mm-hmm. But maybe you tie that in with a, with a promotional And tour. it might be there already. It might be there already. That it might be that part of his contract is that if he gets them promoted this season, that he gets something extra, and it's an extension of contract or whatever it is. Potentially so. Yeah, great points, Richard. Thank you for hanging on there, my friend. Hope to speak to you again very soon. Look after yourself. Yep. See you later. All the best, George. I've got a little little something for you here as we close today's show, which you know does because a Pompey fan said on Radio Five Live Saturday night that Tam was throwing a lot of cash. At it. Um, no, they didn't. Well, he did, yeah. They didn't. What, what, what are your first thoughts when yeah. you hear that, George? That we're throwing a load of cash at mm. it. Um, well, I mean, we've we've spent some money, haven't we? That's no denying that. I'm not yeah. sure that we're throwing cash anywhere. I think we're spending money where money needs to be spent. I think you look Good at, our, you know, our, our, over the last, we talked about some, in the summer, how long have we been saying that our left side has looked just bad or just for whatever reason it's we've looked lopsided towards the right we've struggled to fill that position for ages and when we were talking earlier I was thinking to myself we're sport for choice down the left you you watch Accrington on Saturday and and I would say a majority of our our wide play went down the left hand side and that's 
and, and the fact that we can bring Lee on and, and, and he just doesn't really miss a beat. Like we've, no. we've spent money where we needed to spend money. We've, we've bought in quality where we needed to bring in quality and you have to spend money to do that at any level. It's just how football works now. And, and I'm pretty sure that Portsmouth have thrown some money around this summer to be perfectly fair. It's just that they throw it all up front. Well, that's yeah, hope for yeah. the best, and that's and that's fine. If it, you know, they're, they're, they're going to score a lot of goals this this season, and they're going to be up there or thereabouts. But let's let's not get too salty about it. Like we've both spent some money, we've both got some money to spend, and we've both spent it. There's, there's no point sitting on it. No, I think the net spend think, argument can be made. But uh, there's not a lovely, a great article by Philip Buckingham in the Athletic uh, about transfer being money and how much was spent in the window by in the EFL. Uh, and this is this is this this is from the article. The picture below the championship is even more stark. Less than two million was spent by all League One clubs clubs combined. And most came from Ipswich showing signs of ambition under American ownership. When I read that last night I need I need sort of shot up in bed, George, because Two million combined, mm-hmm. and we all, and we 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 know Leif Davis was at least half of that transaction. It's not often you've had town in that conversation, but that does show the clear level of investment and ambition being put into the League One Football Club. That you have basically had the market and and, and owned it. Yeah, look, I mean, the only thing I'd say, oh, here's my question back about the Pompey fan: What does he want us to do? not spend our money that's there to be not be ambitious with the money that we've got to spend it's i mean it's it's just a ridiculous thing to say like we're well, he's a fan the... he's talking from the heart isn't he but what we yeah, do on here but he's not talking about his football team i think is the point isn't it sit and think about it think about what like does he just want us to not spend money because that feels a little bit unfair because no one else has got the money like that's no, no, but I, I'll count that. I don't get the argument, and I don't get the. I don't. Okay. I get the I, argument. I get, I get being. I get being envious of the money because we've been there. Mm. We've been that club. Envious. We've been the club that was taken over by a you know a pretty down. Don't spend player. money, you get relegated. And he didn't spend money. Yeah, yeah, we know. We know what happens when you're you're owned by somebody who can afford to spend money but, but doesn't spend money. But true. What's the point, what's the point in in owning a football club if you're not going to be ambitious and try and improve that football club? Uh, Amen. I agree. I agree. So, but I'm not going to apologise for our ambition. That's crazy. God no, and, and neither should we feel uh, ashamed, guilty, whatever it might be, Brandon, because we've been the fan. But I can fully see where he's coming from in the sense of when you any time a club will sit above Ipswich Town Football Club in the league, they will feel a little bit smugger because we've been there ourselves, looking up at Derby for all those years, going. Oh, it's just they're spending money that you know we haven't got that money. We 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 spent five thousand on. They didn't have that money. Well, no, at the time you didn't. You, I wasn't aware, but you know you, we've been there when you've turned up at places and and won two one, and you and you know they bought a bloke the week before for eight million pound or, or whatever. I can see where it's coming from, but equally, it's been a long time since this club had had any ambition, let alone the most in in, in a division, arguably. Yeah, and, and I think all you have to do is maybe look. Uh... Look across the pond at, at our at our lovely neighbours and see that they're a club that have zero ambition. Really, you look at whenever they go up, they're happy to go back straight back down. I remember at the yeah, start yeah. of last season, I remember watching uh, ITV News Anglia and they were um, interviewing Delia Smith, and they asked her, uh, you know, are you, are you hoping that you can stay in the Premier League this year? The way that she answered the question was, 
we're just happy to have fans back in the stadium. It, they're a club that are happy to go up and down, except mm-hmm. that they're running it as a business rather than a club of any ambition to stake a name for themselves. And they're happy to keep taking those payments and keep going up and down. We're a club now that when our when we got you know bought out and we had, we got new owners in, they didn't come in and they didn't say you know we're a club that should be high. We really hope we get the club back to the championship. They came in and they said we want Ipswich to be in the Premier League. Yeah, you know it shows ambition. And as Crunch has alluded to many times, if we do get promoted, which we all feel like it's going to be this year, and hopefully it is. We're going to see us probably spend more than, you know, sixty percent of the championship. So we're going to have to because I think yeah. the overall spend in the in the league above was like 80, 80, 90 million, I think. Without going back to the article to read it, great article by the way by Philip uh, Buckingham on the Athletic. Go and check it out. There's, I do love the Athletic. There are some great little little bits and pieces on there. Kieran McKenna was on there. An actual story dedicated to him and how he plays. The the secret is out. Uh, I read it through sort of my fingers thinking, oh no, the world's going to read this and they're going to know what, what what's at town. Um, Stephen says, we, we need the, the CS and when there, we we need the CS and when there will, we, I, I, I'm, it's getting late, I can't read that. Right. We are done for this evening. We are back on Wednesday at 8.30. Apologies, Stephen. Uh, Mark Downing, need to spend to progress, but in zero money, you get relegated to League One like we found out. Well, there we go. Right now, the ambition is being rewarded. We sit top of the tree. First position, Cambridge on the horizon. We are back Wednesday at 8.30. And joining me Wednesday is another new contributor, getting his uh, his feet wet in the talking town pool. It is Owen, and he's joined by Amy Downs and myself to discuss uh, Cambridge. Uh, Jacob Ferry, is the Discord link invalid or take time to register? Jacob, it shouldn't be invalid, but I will post a new link on the community tab in a second. So keep your eyes peeled. I will do that after this show. But for now, he is Brandon. I don't know if no second name. Look, is that news to the channel? Carter. Carter. Oh, we, we can call you Dan. Dan Carr. The Diamond. No, the I'd New Zealand Diamond. I'd rather um, <laughs> Dan Carter. Um, He's a great rugby player, to be fair. That's brilliant. <laughs> I, 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 can, I sense that you love rugby as much as I love cricket. Is that fair? No, I, I, I have nothing against rugby. I have nothing against cricket. I'll do a show on it. There you go. Then I, then there I you agree. go. I agree with you. <laughs> he is Brandon Carter, Dan. And he is Mr. George Nunn. George, you're off on holiday soon. Enjoy. Uh, I don't know if this is the last time we'll, we will sit together. But if it is, I, I do like a bit of... Duty we've, got about three, we've got about three or four weeks. I'm probably on again, aren't I? Have we? Oh, Where's he going for you to be saying goodbye to him? I'm worried now. <laughs> he's, 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 he's on the NASA mission. Ah. I'll be pretty close. They'll have gone by then. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, see you Wednesday, 8.30. Enjoy the rest of your week. Yeah.